Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode 14. Welcome and, and glad to have you with you. I'm Andy and as always I'm joined by my co-host here, Devin. Hey, hey. Hey, Dev. How's it going, uh, dude? Good, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. It's uh, halfway through the week, hump day. Yeah, yeah, we're recording here, uh, this is on a Wednesday night, but... Uh, as always, as a reminder, we have our new episodes drop. They'll be ready for you Thursday morning, bright and early. So uh, please check us out every Thursday. And also, while you're uh, listening to that, you can go to YouTube and, and check us out on YouTube. Look us up there and check out the website as well, mtgprofits.com. Absolutely. Uh, lots of juicy content. Yeah, we, we got lots of stuff for you. So I think, uh, you know, at first I thought we were having kind of a slow uh, news week and slow things, but uh, there's a couple things going on here. Yeah, yeah, I think you had found something about a comic that's going to be popping out. Yeah, you know, just looking uh, today, I saw, on, uh, this was from Magic the Gathering, the official website, one of their articles, uh, they are having a new comic book that's coming out, uh, Magic the Gathering, Chandra number issue number one. It shelves next week on uh, December 12th, uh, so it's the Adventures of Chandra and, uh, uh, I guess, going across the multiverse and protecting those who cannot help themselves. <laughs> what do you think? You think there's a market for this kind of thing? You know, I think, they, if I remember, they, they tried this before. Didn't they do one with uh, Dak Faden, and he was uh, the master thief, and, and he, oh, he was going to search through the multiverse, and... I don't know how many issues it got. Maybe six or ten. It wasn't. I don't, I don't think a, a whole lot. I, I think they've tried some of these things before, but uh, you know. You it, know, it's funny. I, I you you wonder because, in all honesty, like I can't imagine people being clamoring for like a, a comic book about magic. Like I just don't see the bro I don't see the broad based appeal. You know. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you could make an argument maybe, well, oh, you're into collectible card games, you're into fantasy, you're into comic books, because that's all kind of in a way related. Uh, maybe you can can kind of combine some of that, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just can't imagine. It almost seems like, in my mind, Hasbro, the you know, the Wizards overlords have, have decided <laughs> to... Uh, Maybe think to let, let's branch out. Let's be like Marvel, you know. Let's let's have comic book heroes as well. We'll be huge. It'll be monstrous. Then we can make toys and and sell toys as well. Then we'll we can make a TV cars. show or a movie or something. Exactly. It makes me just think they're they're trying to push for something that I can't imagine there being a, a large no interest for. Exactly. Outside of the relatively small amount of fandom. I mean, what is there, supposedly 12 million worldwide Magic players, I believe? Like, and that's according to Wizards, so those numbers are maybe circumspect, or, you know, sure. suspicious, especially when they yeah. say 40% uh, of the players are women. I, I find that highly <laughs> sus suspicious. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can't uh, imagine no. uh, 5 million uh, female so. Magic players. Uh, that does seem suspicious. Uh, it's a I've, I've never been to an event where more than 10% of the players were, were women, and that's being generous. Yeah, I, I you know I will say that in recent years there has been a greater number of women players that I've seen at events. That's true, more than zero. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but still, but still more. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely, I, definitely I, I growing. I'll give it that. Um, you know, I wouldn't say fifty percent, but oh, no way. 
maybe uh, 20, maybe 30. You uh, think 20 or 30? At least at the, my local store that I've seen. Wow, you got a lot of you got a lot of women magic players then. Uh, a variety, a variety, and definitely on the younger side. I definitely I don't think I've ever seen a, a not, you know, to be rude, but not a, an older uh woman magic player. Nobody you know, our I, age. Exactly. I'd say, you know, mostly Teen to kind of college age, you know, kind of young adult uh, okay. players, you know. I wouldn't say I've ever seen a woman over 40 magic player. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a rare bird. I mean, I, you've probably seen some, but there's so few, it's like you could count them on one hand. Yeah, you know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, you know, even 12 million overall worldwide magic players, I think, is being generous. You know, yeah. so, uh, they're probably fluffing those numbers. You know, maybe they're maybe they're counting total uh, uh, DCI numbers or something. Who, who knows what they're <laughs> yeah. counting? Exactly. Know. I don't know, Chandra. Uh, and they seem to be beaten to death. Some of these characters, like, like how many times are they going to talk about Jace and Chandra? It's like, holy cow, these two characters get a lot of screen time. They really seem to. I yeah. mean, I, they're really trying to make, like you said, these these planeswalkers into epic characters who can. You know, yeah. go into books now, or or movies, or whatever media, whatever they can. You know, be more publicized and uh, you know, sell them whichever way you can. Exactly. Do you remember when they made the um the high end um I believe they were Funko Pop figures, but they weren't the standard bobbleheads. They were like um, gosh, they were thirty nine dollar um figurines that were like highly detailed, and they made them. Uh, as uh, gate watch characters, they were, um, you know, Jace and Chandra and Liliana and um, I think it's Johnny or Gideon, and uh, they they were like um, more oh, of a high end nice. collectible. Yeah, yeah, and, I think uh, so. I, I think no one bought them, and uh, they ended up uh, selling in the dollar stores. <laughs> oh wow! So you know, I, I think they're trying to push out into other directions, you know, which I can't blame them for. They say, hey, we've got this intellectual property. And uh, we need to see if we can spread Cash spread it. our seed somehow. Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe maybe try and branch out into a different uh, arena. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, I just uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have any interest in it. I don't think it's ever going to become like oh, it's some sort of collector's item. You got number one issue, number one of Chandra. I can't imagine that. I can't, nah, I, can't I don't know. And, and just looking at the comic, I mean, a couple pages you can look at online already. I mean. It looks okay. I mean, the art is is okay. I, I don't really have any. I don't know. It's nothing that, that's blowing me away. I I always yeah. found when you take some of these planeswalker characters, or, or really any of the magic characters, I, I don't know. They they just don't really seem to translate very well for me to other media. They seem kind of vanilla. Yeah, they're yeah. just they they just yeah they seem very like there's not really much depth to them there's not really anything that draws me to these characters they 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 yeah. feel just very like I, I don't know you I, you could put another fire wizard out there and i'd probably have the same feeling i would toward chandra it doesn't really i wouldn't yeah. tell you the difference I, it wouldn't matter to me yeah i, I agree and I, I don't know why that is cuz it seems like they should have potential as a as a cool character, you know, they, they start out all week until their planeswalker spark yeah. gets ignited through some traumatic event. Like, that sounds, like, on its surface, highly desirable when mm-hmm. it comes to a storytelling element. But um, yeah. I don't know why it doesn't quite translate. I, I'm just not quite sure. 
I, I, yeah, I don't know you if know. the stories, like all these, you know, continuing Gatewatch stories that go throughout the sets and everything are just not, I don't know, just not that great of stories, or they're just not, the characters' yeah. roles aren't that great, or they're just too, uh, what's the word, like, too, um, uh, too pushed or something yeah, like that, too. Yeah, maybe too pushed or too just kind of, I don't know, yeah, kind of fake, I guess, just not. Yeah, I'm not, good I'm not storytelling. Sure. I, I'm not sure what it is, but they, I, I just don't feel really any connection with these characters or, or really any like. You know, it's funny. Know. Like back in the day, like I, I don't even know. Maybe it's just the time. Maybe it's just our age. Maybe it's that we're not young when we're playing with these newer characters. Mm-hmm. But like, it seems to me, like even though we didn't actually see the characters back in the day, like some of the flavor text seemed to like make the characters seem cooler. Like, I remember, yeah. like, the little quotes from, like, you know, way back in Ice Age, like, Limdahl the Necromancer. Yeah. And, like, you yeah. know, Jaya Ballard, you know, the Task Mage. And, you yep. know, you, you'd, you'd be like, oh, that character sounds cool. Like, yeah. it seems to me like some of the older characters who we didn't even have direct exposure to yeah. seemed cooler to me yeah. than some of these new characters who we actually see as planeswalkers and we can actually play with them as cards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that is. It just seems to me that, that that seems to be the case. Like, yeah, you know, maybe Nicole Bola still seems cool, but he was always kind of cool. You know, like he seems like yeah. one that, of the new-ish ones that still does seem to have some, 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 I don't know. I don't know, it just seems decent, but. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he does seem the coolest. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because they're all just so typecast that oh, here's a fire. You know, they're so trope characters. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. it could be. Here's yeah, a fire girl. Here's the the you know the guy with mind magic, and here's a lion guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. See, I don't you know, know. I, I kind of liked uh, the other character that I liked that was more recent was Garuk as well. I liked him better. And they don't play him, like, they don't bring him to the fore anymore because of, I guess, his violent tendencies. And yeah. I guess they're trying to move away from, like, uh, violent characters or aggressive characters or characters that are after killing each other. So I, I think yeah. as a as a, as a a company, they're trying to, to shift that image. And so they don't bring out the... The character that's hunting the other planeswalkers. Yeah, and maybe that's another thing. If you're going to make your, your characters and storylines kind of PG-13, you know, yeah. maybe that's not really going to turn me on at all either. Oh. Could be. Could be. I know that even um, they had been I, I had been reading online, there was like a pretty big uproar about the, the Chandra comic as well for, I guess, episode three or issue three. And I wish we could show the, uh, show the people this image, but... Um, it's pretty easy. You just go we'll online on the website. and type in we'll Google put, uh, Chandra yeah. episode three. Yeah. But um, they show a picture of Tybalt, uh, the blood fiended or whatever. And apparently he's fighting Chandra in, I'm assuming, episode three of this comic or issue three. And um, and apparently he's like beat her down and she's like on the ground. And and um, there was there was a lot of, I guess, uh, uproar over this image because people are saying, oh, you know, this is a problem because it's a man dominating a woman. And. You know, he's he's going to be having his way with her. And, and, and when you look at this image, like, again, you really almost need to see it. There's there's nothing sexual about it at all. You know, yeah. it, it looks like they were just fighting, maybe. And he just like blasted her with something. And she's like, on the ground. Eggs. Eggs. you know, there's yeah. nothing like, you know, there's nothing in this image that makes me think, oh, no, he's like an abusive male and he's going to, you know 
take advantage of the female while she's on the ground. You know, it seems Heck. like it's such a strange thing that people would get so fired up over this image for that reason. You know, it, that, that, that seems just like a stretch. I mean, it seems like a stretch for people who just want to cause some controversy and yeah. want to be argumentative about it. It's such a strange thing. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, my God, I'm offended by the horns on his head. They look sexual. They look like penises. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't understand where, you know, where and this I comes guess for, from. For our listeners to give you a, kind of a more detailed idea, too. So. The picture has this, and I guess this is not a final cover, but it, it is, I guess, a proposed artwork or what was released anyway. That uh, there's a picture in the the background is kind of Innistrad, I guess. It's all you know buildings and it's all dark and gray. And you see a picture of Tybalt, and he's standing there, his, his hands got some fire going in it, and he's kind of smiling and glaring down. And at his feet is Chandra, who's kind of on her on her side and with her arms hands on the ground and trying struggling kind of to get back up. Yeah, that's what and, it looks like. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing sexualized about this image at all in my mind. You know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything about that. It seems, you know, this seems like one of those classic kind of, you know, trope kind of images where it does. You know, the the battered down hero at the the foot of the villain. It, yeah. it really does. It looks just like every other comic you would ever see anyway. Exactly. You pick up any, you know, Marvel or DC comic, you know, I'm sure you're going to see something similar on one of those covers. Yeah. You know? So, strange. Apparently I don't know. The Redditors are all aflame about this. Well, once again, <laughs> just something else to to get pissy about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a waste. probably right. I don't know. It, it'll be canceled after issue 10 anyway, so don't, don't worry about it too much. That's what I'd say. <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I can't see it going on for too long. So. Uh, I'd be surprised, but, you know, you, yeah. I guess, again, they're, they're trying to branch out. I'm sure they'd love to sell toys and comics and everything else. Although I still think the comics are somewhat of a dying industry. Even the... Uh, even the huge growth of Marvel as a movie studio has uh, not helped the uh, comic demise. Yep. Apparently, there's a it's a bloodbath in that industry as well. So, sure. And I'm not exactly sure the reasons. I don't pay enough attention to that. But I, but I, I uh, there is, I guess, I guess it's a known quantity that things yeah. are very, very yeah, bad. Things are going more to digital, and there's some digital yeah. offerings, and yeah. yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Chandra. <laughs> How long her yeah. adventure can, goes for? <laughs> Will Tybalt be the end of Chandra? Episode uh, three. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> I'd love to see, like, in the storyline, like in Chandra, or you know, even just the regular magic of this storyline, see, you know, a major character, you know, buy it. Killed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right, right about that for sure. Because it seems, and and I'm sure there's probably some case in there where a planeswalker has died, and it's probably some minor character from, I don't know, Onslaught, or some way back when, who was, you know, some storyline, but certainly not any of the recenter, you know, planeswalkers, you know, everyone gets beat up and bruised, but they, uh, they're still around. Um, yeah, or they just disappear and planeswalk somewhere else for a while. Yeah. They, so... They planeswalk to Ryza, the the pleasure planet, and then they uh, <laughs> <laughs> they chill there for a while. 
uh, yeah, they, they planes walk back to uh, uh, Hasbro Plane where they uh, <laughs> they've entered Utopia in Wizards of the Coast, <laughs> <laughs> a utopian place where That's all they, things are good. They hang out with the uh, Transformers and Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, so I guess speaking of Hasbro, I guess that's that was one other thing I caught just recently. There was a news bit about Hasbro, and I guess this was kind of in light of some of this trade war with China that you know prices were going to be a lot higher on some of the imports, and uh, you know this had some concerns for U.S. businesses, and that the uh, Hasbro was going to move some of the production back to the U.S. And they did name the, uh, I guess he was, I think the CEO of uh, Hasbro did mention uh, Magic the Gathering as one of those products, um, I guess, with production moving back to the U.S. Now, are they going to use, the, do you know if they're going to use the Cardamundi, the U.S. branch of that? I know for a while there there is U.S. Cardamundi as well as Brussels. There, there are... Uh, Lo- multiple locations there but um they did not get into those kind of details maybe okay. that'll be released later maybe there's more details available but uh at least in his uh uh interview he did not say anything any get into any details about actual production facilities or when or, or how that was going to work so okay uh, well I, I, i'd be happy for anything that would actually improve card quality so Card quality has been abysmal, and as has been beaten to death, it's just, you really hope to see some change in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, I assume they were getting the the, the financial benefit of being in China and lower production costs and all that, so financially it probably was a good move for them, but... You'd think they'd make better cards in China, because the counterfeiters sure are. Yeah, I guess they went with the the lowest of the bunch. <laughs> they found <laughs> the cheapest know. magic card counterfeiter they could find and gave him the large contract to produce all of the magic cards. Exactly. Like, make these as shitty as possible. Yep. These things need to suck. Yep. <laughs> make the use the cheapest paper that make sure it crimples quickly. Exactly. Crimples quickly. Put up some of them in backwards in the pack or you know, it doesn't matter. You want these to look it. like Pringle chips when once people open them a weekly. Exactly. So yeah. I guess as far as us, I mean, let's say things move do, do move back to the U.S. I guess potentially we could have better uh, quality of the product, but I, I think that's probably about it, right? I mean, I wouldn't expect anything yeah. to change pricing wise or really distribution wise. Nah, I wouldn't think so. They've already raised the prices, and they uh, was the largest price increase in history, in Magic history. So, I I can't imagine them increasing prices again. So, I would be surprised, especially since they've already played that card once. They're like, oh, uh, due to uh, expected cost increases, we're going to raise the prices commensurately, even though the even though the cost increases hadn't gone through yet. They raised the prices anyway. So, yeah. But they, they, you know, they, they cited that it was because of increased costs even of before course. the tariff had uh, it kicked in. So, but um, uh, although it wouldn't surprise me if they raise them again, you know, that you know, it would, I guess they'll as long as people keep buying, they'll probably keep jacking. So. Yeah, probably, or it'll be the you know the next special product, the super ultimate. Super Quectors, Ultimate Supreme Masters. Supreme Masters. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
10th edition. Exactly. Yeah, it could be. Or, you know, they may just take the the mindset that quality doesn't matter because we want everyone to move to digital anyway. So yeah, if mean, we make shit, if we make crappy cards, then everybody will just move online anyway. So you yeah. know, maybe that's their thought, that they just don't care about card quality and they're all about making it as cheaply as possible. And uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it seems with the just the sheer volume of cars and history, the the actual physical card market for them is probably not going to go away anytime soon. But I I would agree that the the long term approach is the digital approach. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like I, I don't know if you remember or if you've known anybody, but there used to be people that would collect, um defective magic cards like mm. you know and they 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 actually were highly valuable they were prized things because back when um the uh back when cardamundi made all the cards they yeah. were so, a, a rare uh, it was so rare to have a misprinted card or or um, a defective card that they were considered extra special and super rare and they were sought after as collector's items. You know, people would pay, like, you know, you'd have, if you had, like, a miscut, like, lightning bolt or something, sure. it'd be, like, you know, a $90 card. It wouldn't be, like, four bucks. You know, yeah. it, was, it, it actually had value because a, a miscut card was such a rare find. Sure. And um, now they're so common that it's, like, you know, you're guaranteed a couple in each box. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty much. You know, offset cards, miscut mm-hmm. cards, mm-hmm. crumpled cards. Yeah, it's like it, it, now it's like a commonplace thing. So yeah, yeah, that's not surprising. Gives mm-hmm. you a sense for how far we've fallen in that regard. You know, where people used to actively seek out uh, damaged cards. Yeah, know, they were so special and so rare. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. But um, yeah, so odd. Hmm. Well, well, see, I, I like the idea of improved card quality. Although, yeah, that's we, a we've heard we've heard that before. You know, I I remember when Dominaria came out, they said we're we're going to try to improve our uh, improve our printing quality to Japanese standards, and you know, and they they haven't come close to that. You know, these yeah. Japanese playing cards are of fantastic quality. These uh, Vice Schwartz and the, mm-hmm. the Force of Will and all these cards have, you know, I mean, y- y- these things are fantastic. So they, they, you know, they haven't even come close to the original Magic card quality, let alone the, you sure. know, let alone these Japanese trading card games. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I would not hold my breath, but I would yeah, love for not card either. Uh, I mean, maybe in time, you know, and certainly even if they do move things over here, it's not going to happen right away. So, uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I'd love for it to happen. You know, I, I'd love for it to happen, but we'll see. I guess we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I guess we forgot to mention that it's uh, Rakdos Week. You know? It is Rakdos Week. We are solidly uh, black-red this week. That's right. Um, That's right. We have joined the Rakdos Guild. We are actually recording from the secret uh, pain temple underneath the city. <laughs> Rocks Midi or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts of strange, uh, you know... Uh, ceremonies and and painful flagation and whatnot going on and he's got a Uh, gimp tied up in a box right exactly exactly (laughs) he helps us sort cards (laughs) uh, he likes it put him to use exactly and he likes it likes the uh the the, the forced labor 
it's uh, it's very uh, amusing for him. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have uh, a pick or two for this week? Yeah, I do. I guess first, just a word about Rakdos. So Rakdos, uh, Black Red, um, traditionally... We've looked at things like Hellbent, where you're um, uh, you're trying to get rid of cards to, to activate a Hellbent. And we had Unleash, where it was um, you would get a bonus, but you couldn't block as a result. Um, and their, uh, I guess, what is he considered? Their lord or, or whatever was um, Rakdos himself, uh, who was a giant demon. Um, That's right. That's right. Um, so Black Red... Uh, I think, you know, I, I found this a little bit tougher to actually come up with. I did as well. I, I will say I did as well. I, You know, because the cards that seemed obvious to me were already somewhat expensive. So yeah. I was like, ooh. So I, I almost went and tried to dig a little bit deeper and, and touch upon a little bit a little bit of the themes that you had already discussed. The, uh, you know, the, the self-sacrifice or the... Yep. Um, you know things of that nature, like the the racing to the finish, try to try to get your sure. job done before they get theirs done, and and um, so I, I actually sort of went thematically. So my my picks basically uh, sort of re- revolve around that kind of mentality, just to just to see, you know, maybe maybe it'll go in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have? Yeah, I, uh, I think I've got two picks and and. Yeah, I've got I've got two ones I feel confident on, and maybe, maybe one or two I I just have kind of uh, throw so out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat with you. Um, the first, and I found it easier to find black cards than red cards. Honestly, I did as well. I did as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll just have some overlap. That'd be that'd great. be funny. Let's see. Um, <laughs> so one of those cards was um, it's from Ixalan. It's called uh, Sword oh, Point boy. Diplomacy. Oh, okay. Let me take a look at that one. That one's not on my list. I was starting uh, to sweat at it first. Oh, I, I like, do have Uh-oh. another. I do have another one. I don't know if it's uh, it's right. Ri- okay, my other one's rivals. But anyway, uh, sword point diplomacy from Ixalan. It's uh, right now about I don't know fifty cents or so. It's 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 low. It's under certainly well under a dollar. Um, and this is a sorcery for three mana. Uh, reveal the top three cards of your library. For each of those cards, put that card into your hand unless any opponent pays three. Then exile the rest. Uh, I, I like this one because it was it seemed very undervalued. It, it, it kind of goes to the mechanic of, you know, not really those ones we've talked about before, but the I liked it because it was similar kind of in, in feeling to, like, Browbeat and the, yeah. the other new one. Um, what's the new red one? Uh, oh, oh, the instant speed one for four mana. Yeah, the other new one. that the jump start. Oh, gosh, what the heck is you it? You know what I'm talking about. I do, I do. Uh, it's another one, basically, I think that's, you get cards unless uh, an opponent spends life, I think. Is yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Um, um, so this felt like something similar to that. And, you know, um, so your your opponent's potentially paying out nine life. It, it's kind of one of those choice ones, yeah. which I, I don't see really as, a, as any sort of downside. You're, you're either yeah, getting this cards is or really you're... really a nice pick for you. Life. I didn't even come across this one. And this yeah. is really nice. I, I really like this pick. Yeah, this seems yeah. like kind of maybe a little unusual in a in a well, kind of the nature of the card drawing part maybe. Uh, the life part seems black like, but I don't know about the card part so much. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it it's it sure doesn't work towards hellbent, but it's it does kind of work towards the idea of dumping out as many cards as you can and maybe refilling your hand a little bit. 
Uh, you yeah. know, and then if you don't refill your hand, then they take damage. So exactly. I think, yeah, it's really, it's actually a card I, I like now that I'm looking at it. And, yeah, uh, I think it it's definitely is flew under my radar because uh, it seems pretty nice, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think it's a good card. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to, you know, jump to $20 or anything like that. But I, I could see that, you know, some, certainly rising, um, you know, yeah. to a couple dollars, maybe $3 tops. Uh, I think at its high point, it was close to $4. So, uh, you know, even if it went up, you know, a dollar, $2, I, I think that would be pretty pretty fair for this card. I think so. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So what was, uh, what of your picks, Dave? You know, I've got, um, I've got something that's along the same lines, and um, it's also an Ixalan. It's also a rare, and it's also black. That's why I was like, uh-oh, we're going to have yeah. the same thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, Arguel's Bloodfast. Oh, and that was one of my other ones. <laughs> was that one of the that one of my my that was one of my secondary. One of your other choices. Uh, okay. I, I, I won't tell you what my other main one is, but uh, nice. that was on my list. It yeah. was on your list. That's yeah. funny. So it's a two mana legendary enchantment, black and colorless, or I should say black and a void, yeah. and um, and it's uh, pay uh, black and a colorless, and also pay two life to draw a card. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have less five or less life, you may transform the blood fast. And on the flip side, it's uh, it produces mana, and uh, you tap to produce a black mana, or you tap and sacrifice a creature to gain life equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness. So this card gets to almost like two aspects that might not be, you know, unlike. Uh, or, or somewhat typical for Rakdos, which is the paying life, yep. and then also the sacking creatures. So I figured, exactly. you know, yeah. if either of those mechanics become somewhat favorable, because it's hard to predict what mechanic they'll do. You know, they might do something like, for every life, you know, they may have something like a mechanic called Blood Pact, or, or something yeah. like that, where yeah. it says something like, every time you lose life, your opponent loses life. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what they'll actually do, but this yeah. would 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 fit very well into that kind of a theme and then they may even have something like um you know every time you lose a creature the opponent loses a life and then e- even if that is the case then the flip side of this card is equally good so um this card goes for about a buck 30 right now and um you know it really just depends on how what kind of mechanics are yeah. going to reveal themselves in the um in the uh Ravnica, the allegiance. allegiance yeah, yeah. allegiance yeah so that was my that was my number one pick. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I like the like you said the idea that it, it's it's having to do with paying life and drawing cards, and I think that fits those themes. Yeah. Uh, and then sacking critters even. Uh, yeah, and then sacrificing things. Yeah, I yeah. think that all ties together. I like the idea too, though, of having some sort of uh, enchantment where when you lose life, your opponent loses life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be a fun card. <laughs> that would be a fun. It would be fun if they if some of the creatures had something like that on them, you yeah. know. So wouldn't you know? Eventually, we'll see something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The right. uh, my other strong pick is also another black card. This is from uh, Rivals of Ixalan, and um, uh, uh, this is called the the Tomb Robber. Uh, he's a creature, a human pirate. He's three mana. He's a one-one creature. He's got menace, and you pay one, discard a card. Tomb Robber Explorers. Oh. Uh, I, I kind of liked it just because it was, 
he he seemed a one one menace. That's uh, that's okay. Um, but the the discard a card and he explores. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, the, back to the discard of card thing. So maybe you know, thinking about Hellbent and things like that, he can exactly. use a, a discard a card outlet uh, just by paying one, which seems pretty fair. Yeah. And he pumps himself up as well in the process, potentially. He, he pumps himself up, and I don't think we've seen a whole lot of explore with black, if a no. serves. Certainly uh, not. So maybe, maybe something more with that. Maybe something more with plus one counters with black. I, I, I don't know. That that part could go in a couple of different directions. But um, definitely to discard a card part was, I think, maybe what I was looking After. at more. Yeah. 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 That's another thing they could even tie some sort of damage mechanic to. Every time you discard a card, the opponent takes damage. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool mechanic as well. So. There's got to be a card like that out there. I'd yeah. be I'd be surprised if there isn't one already. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a whole like a whole mechanic like um like mentor or you yeah. know like uh like that could be Rakdos's thing, mm-hmm. you know, or convoke, you know. So that'd be that'd be cool. We yeah. should design cards from Wizards. Maybe, maybe, maybe that should be that a, a new segment here. Be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would definitely have a legendary spider who is kick-ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the demon spider lord. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this card's a bargain, though. I mean, it's it's under fifty cents. So mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, it's it's cheap. So. Yeah. Surely. Um, you know, I, I could see it maybe going up to maybe a dollar or so, maybe two dollars, maybe two dollars tops. But nice. Um, so okay. my second pick is uh, I usually try to stick to rares because I find that they they, they have a, a little bit of an easier time to climb in value. But this one's actually an uncommon from from Ixalan, oh. and it's um. It, it by itself is not tremendously powerful, but it does a lot of things for you that you kind of like. Okay. And especially when you're trying to race the opponent. And uh, sometimes, especially with a, a Rakdos-style deck, your goal is to kind of race and try to race and win. Mm-hmm. And um, this card, it, you've probably seen it all over the arena. It's uh, the Kite Sail Freebooter. Oh, yeah, and, I have. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah it's a two mana, yep. one black and a colorless. Great card. One two flyer. When this card enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or hand, her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card and exile that until the freebooter leaves play. So basically, this guy gets out on the field, yanks out their best non-creature card, mm-hmm. and then is a flyer to boot. So yeah. by you playing a card, they lose a card, and you got a one-two flyer. You know, mm-hmm. and even if they want that card back, they've got to kill this kite sail freebooter instead of your you know, three three menace guy instead. Sure. You know, so they have to decide. God, is that you know, is the three two menace a problem, or do I need that card back? Exactly. You know? yep. So, kind of like planeswalkers, you know, draw a lot of fire. This thing draws fire, and mm-hmm. um, I really like it. I, I like the idea that it helps me win a race. So this card's about sixty five cents. It's not as cheap as I would like it, but yeah. um, I, I could see it climb to you know probably maybe a buck eighty, depending on how well. This card has a subtle advantage in that it's going to be, you know, all the cards that we've mentioned so far have the advantage of being available in two of the upcoming guild colors. So not only Rakdos, but also the Orzov. So especially when it comes to losing life, Orzov's got that stuff covered. So these cards, you know, you don't have to win the Rakdos lottery 
you could win the Orzov lottery as well. Sure. So, yeah. And um, this reminds me of an old Orzov card. The uh, oh, that um, that zombie over the river sticks or whatever, where he was a black and a, a black and a white. And uh, when he came into play, you did the exact same thing. You yanked a card out of somebody's. Oh, head. the tide howl sculler. That's that. yep. That's exactly right. This card yeah. is very similar to that, but doesn't yep, require exactly. white. So, and this one flies. So. Yeah, the, the Sculler was 2-2 uh, two, two for white and a black, and when he comes into play, target opponent reveals his or her hand, you choose a non-land card from it, remove that card, when he dies, they get it back. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, similar kind of experience. Yeah, he's actually been on the rise. <laughs> yeah, you know, periodically, he, he's in that black-white to- tokens deck that's a modern deck, and yeah. uh, he's heavily used in that deck, so, as a four-of, I think. I gotcha. So, Eldrazi White. Okay, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that's my number two pick. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I do, uh, I like that Kite Sail. I've, I've fought against him many, a couple, definitely several times on the arena. And he, he's good. Because I guess what, like a Duress is like one mana. Exactly. So you're yeah. paying like one extra mana for a, one a better two deal, really, yeah. Yeah, one two flyer. Yeah. And like I said, it draws fire to boot, so... Mm-hmm. You know, just something. No, I think he's a great, great uncommon. Yeah. Do you want to throw out a bonus pick? Throw out a bonus pick. I I feel we, you know, we haven't touched on red at all, and maybe just because it stinks. I I I don't know, or maybe just because there's nothing really that. I don't know. Nothing outstanding uh, going on with red. Um. Uh, it's it's kind of disappointing. I I feel. Um, the only pick I have for that is, um, looking at red, and this is actually red, black, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, is Angrath, the flame chained. Is um, that the planeswalker? It is the planeswalker. Oh my gosh. He was one of my, he was one of my bonus picks too. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you know, you talked about before Dev, I think if you see cheap planeswalkers, uh, you know, grab them basically. Yeah. And he's a cheap planeswalker, and I mean I, I like him. He's he's okay. I, um, I do. I like his abilities a lot. Ability number one and ability number two are definitely uh, very playable in in Rakdos mm-hmm. colors. Ability three not so much, but I but I, I thought his co- casting cost was a bit on the on the the top end for Rakdos. Yeah, but at, at five mana. Yep. But I, I do like that pick as well. He was he was on my list as well. Yeah, he was from Rivals of Ixalan, Angrath the Flame Chained. He's going for around five dollars or so now. Um, pretty low, you know, in Planeswalker terms. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, maybe with uh, uh, with Rakdos coming up, he's going to get a little bit of a boost. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. It really just depends on what mechanics become uh, come to the forefront. I would say. So. Yeah. I've got. Did you, uh, I I did read have a stretch uh, a stretch okay. uh, guy sure. that was also red. You know, as a, as a side bonus, as you know, we're we're sort of not really talking about it as much, but um, I, I do recommend looking and if you can find them, the uh, cheaply uh, the Dragon Skull Summits. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Know? I was thinking the so, same along those lines too. Yeah. yeah. They're you know because again we know that these colors are coming, so if you can hop on eBay and get these for a deal. I would say if you can get four of them for twelve, I would snatch them up. You know, I think that's reasonable. 
Um, and I think you can do it if you're patient, and now is the time to do it. So that that's um, not actually the pick, but it's just a you know an FYI just to just to consider doing. The, and the just lines so, along those lines, those lines too. Uh, I did go on eBay and I picked up four Hinterland Harbors for twelve dollars. Yeah, I, I've gobbled those up myself. Yeah, the Hinterlands and the other one I can't remember, but the blue, the blue green. I bet a little heavily into the mana base on that one. I think mm-hmm. I. But I think say. that's a, it's a good call, though. Like, any of these... Any of the, the lands that fit these colors... If you can get them cheap, you, you get them. And then you'll see, you'll be able to sell them later. It, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's a very safe bet. Mm-hmm. So my actual uh, stretch pick is a red card as well from Guilds of Ravnica. And it's actually billed as a Boros uh, card. And uh, it's, uh, the, it's one red and two colorless. And it's a rare. And it's the Legion War Boss. I and, was gonna guess that <laughs> just for what you yeah. said for the uh, colors. Yeah, the uh, Legion War boss is uh, a two-two with mentor, which is why he's in the um, why he's in that uh, Boros uh, guild. But uh, really, what I'm after for him is the uh, he generates a goblin token every turn. Yep. So he generates a goblin token that uh, I want to say enters enters during your combat step, tapped and attacking. Correct. But um, so I, I just like that he throws tokens out there mm-hmm. and. Um, Again, it's typical, uh, you know, there's typically some sacrificing going on in Rakdos, and this sort of fits that theme. I'm not as confident about this one, but I do think it has some potential. So that's my stretch pick. I I, I mean, I like the Warboss. I mean, he he seems pretty good. He's another solid goblin. He's got Mentor. He's creating goblin tokens. Three mana. Yeah, pretty reasonable. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yep. So, nice. uh, yeah. so I guess to uh, sum up, I w- I, uh, my picks were the uh, Sword Point Dip- Diplomacy, the Tomb Raider, uh, not with Laura Croft, I guess, just the uh, regular uh-huh. black one, Badump, and uh, Rakdos, uh, the the Unchained, I think he is. Yep. Um, it's like Angrath. And, uh, or, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Angrath, the, the Unchained. From, uh, and then, uh, Dev, I think you had... Um, Argyle's uh, Bloodfast, Argyle's yep. Bloodfast, um, the Kitesail Freebooter, and the Legion Warboss, with uh, also a, a suggestion to get any of those Dragon Skull Summits. Absolutely. And, you know, an unrelated note to our picks this week. Um, this is just a, a, a recommendation to sell. So um, before we close it out... Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you got? There is... Uh, if, if somebody is holding these cards or has these cards in their binder... Uh, they have climbed to, I feel, unsustainable heights, and it's a rare from Ixalan. It's the Search for Ascanta, mm-hmm. and um, this card is going for about seventy bucks, between fifty and seventy. Oh so wow! Between sixty and seventy. I'm sorry, and it's a rare in a currently printed set. So um, this card is a, a hard sell. If I have any of these, boy, you know I would be selling them yesterday. I would I would uh, clearance them out on eBay for fifty five bucks and get them out of my collection. Um, it's just it's very hard for a card to hold value like this, especially when rotation is that. not yeah. is not all that far away. Rotation is somewhat approaching for this card, and uh, it is going to go down the toilet. So um, well, and now you're talking though, search for Asconda, the buy a box promo version, right? Yeah, this is the the uh, well actually. Hold on a minute, because I think isn't it the same? Let me look at this thing. The uh, oh yeah, the yeah, it's like because it's like sixty 
Let's see. I think the regular version bucks. is like seventeen bucks from what I see. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the, this would be the this would be any of the ones that are like fifty five bucks. This is like yeah. look at this thing. So why can I not look at this? Speaking of search, I can't search for Ascanta. So, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that has remained is, hidden. <laughs> search is failing me. The uh, yeah, this is the uh, this is the foilized uh, buy a box promo version. Okay. So this this sucker is uh, I I would I would dump this dump thing yeah. instantly. So uh, if, if I had any of these bad boys, I would certainly sell. And Even I, the regular I'll, foils ones, I'd sell. Them. Yeah, I'd get that rid of that too. And uh, just to go back for, to a point from before, uh, all of you people who are screaming at us as we were, we were talking, um, Risk Factor was the name of the card, the the new browbeat basically. Oh uh, yes. From Guilds of Ravnica, uh, target opponent may have Risk Factor deal four damage to them. If they if that player doesn't, you draw three cards and it has Jumpstart. Uh, for three mana, so pretty and instant, so it's a pretty good card. Yeah, excellent, excellent, very good, very good. So I think, uh, uh, yeah. So next wraps week, it up. Uh, yeah, next week another we'll cover another guild. So uh, look That's forward right. to that. And we'll have to else? we'll uh, we'll surprise yeah. you all. So uh, you'll have to listen to see uh, what guild we talk about next. What's so uh, next? no, we'll no, no preview for the listeners tonight. No, no, we got what two left? I guess. Uh, three, three, three. Excuse yep. me. Yep. So. Yeah, but uh, very good. We look forward to uh, giving you more content soon. Uh, as Absolutely. Andy mentioned, uh, make sure you check out the website. And uh, if YouTube is your is your thing, then uh, feel That's free your to jam. check that out as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. But um, uh, if, oh, and uh, I guess one other thing too. Uh, uh, well, we're probably going to start uh, actually uh, recording some of our arena plays. So we'll put those out and put those on the website as well. So. Check it out on the website or go to YouTube and check it out. Just look up MTG Profits and uh, check out the, some arena footage and uh, absolutely see some some fun games. Absolutely, and we'll we'll mention that again more prominently in in the intro next week, I think, as well, just yeah. to start promoting that because uh, I think it's it's kind of fun. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Until next time, may all your picks be profitable. Have a good day, guys. All right, see you guys.